Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spirit of Success Teaching Thursday. I'm your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie, and as you heard this week's episode with Alice Soon, we we kind of ran out of time, and there was something that was on my heart that I really wanted to share with the world and have Alice share with the world. So we decided to do Teaching Thursday with Alice here because I really wanted her to talk about the four directions. And maybe if you can, Alice, just talk a little bit, and I, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but you mentioned in the episode on Monday, the medicine wheel. And I would love for you to maybe talk about how that is connected to the four directions, if you could. Yeah, they're actually intimately connected. So the, the term, the medicine wheel is sort of an indigenous framework to understand the universe and how to work with the spirits. And within the medicine wheel, typically there are four parts, right? Which correlate to the four directions. And in many traditions, and I'm gonna speak primarily of my training, which is through the Andean Peruvian line, but there are many in native North Americans that are similar, but that's not my training. So I don't wanna speak to that tradition, Um, but I know that there are similarities. So in the medicine wheel, there are four parts that correlate to, like I mentioned, the four directions. And by directions, we mean the cardinal directions. So south, north, west, east. And they also correlate within each direction, they correlate with the four seasons, right? That's another, the number four is generally pretty important in most traditions. Um, And typically there's also a totem animal that is associated with each cardinal direction as well. And again, it's about the energies that these directions bring and what they're meant to do. And there's usually different purposes. Um, And again, different totem animals that are associated with it. So essentially, yeah, the four directions is the medicine wheel (laughs) in a way. Yeah, because if you picture like a wheel, a circle and a a pie basically cut into four, like a pie, that's how I would envision the four directions and the medicine wheel. So yeah, they're directly linked. Yeah, I love that. And I've had a brief teaching on it. So I kind of knew about that. But I think the biggest disconnect, and maybe you can help us with this, is like, okay, there's these cardinal directions, there's this medicine wheel, and then there's me, or you, (laughs) or, you know, anybody out there. How are all these things connected? Yeah, that's a really good question. There's multiple ways and uses for the medicine wheel. So typically, for example, in my shamanic practice and the way my teachers use it, before we start, for example, any ceremony or any, for me, any class, any teaching, and you were at my cacao ceremony, so I think we opened the directions there too, is we open the four directions along with the associated, oh, I forgot to mention the four elements as well that are associated with each direction and the animals, A, as a mark of respect, but also to call in the energies. We're basically calling in the, um, the earth energies as allies in order for us to do our work as whether it's shamanic practitioners or shamanic teachers, or even just as humans engaging in ceremony, right? So you mentioned, how does it relate to me? So every individual can do their own ceremonies and rituals and especially in accordance to, of course, your own culture. Every culture has their own ceremony and ritual. And I almost feel like in our Western culture, we've forgotten all of that. You know, like we, we lost the importance of it. And we just think like wedding ceremonies and graduation ceremonies and then forgot about the oh nature. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the nature ceremonies can be used for so many different things. Um, and part of that in engaging in ceremony is honoring the medicine wheel, the four directions, the four elements and the animals that we use for that. So that's number one, but it's also by doing that, when we call them in, not only are we calling in the support of these allies and the energies of the different parts of the earth, but we're also 
acknowledging how we're co-creating with them as the person who's calling them in. So I'm not just observing, I'm not an observer of nature or plunderer of nature. I'm an active, loving participant, giving and exchanging with you know, what we're calling in, in this case, the, the four winds, the um, elements, right? By element, I mean earth, water, fire, air, right? And then earth and sky as well, um, we work with as well, uh, and, and the animals. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think, and this is just like a personal experience because I didn't know about this. I know this kind of sounds dumb, but I, 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 I knew about the four elements, but I didn't understand how all of these things were acknowledged a long time ago. And the, when I was reading texts about these, um, and I wish I knew what line I was honestly just sort of reading, because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm a big kind of, I'm, I'm really big into learning. And so I was really curious about this stuff, which is why I want to bring it up here. And what I found interesting is they kept using this term like well-being. Mm-hmm. They would talk about a sense of well-being. And for a long time, I was like, what the heck is that sense of well-being? Like, I don't know. But what's interesting to me, and maybe like I would love your comment on this, is until you actually practice acknowledging the four directions or the four elements, I didn't actually understand what that was until I experienced it. I feel a sense of balance and wholeness. And like the only way I can describe that to you, it's like, it's kind of like you have this feeling like you're off center. Mm-hmm. and you don't really know how to bring yourself back you're like what can I do and then for me it was really this energetic work that I felt like I was centered again and it's kind of like when people would say oh one side of my shoulder is lower than the other or whatever mm-hmm. it's that feeling of like well something is like off and then when I started to do this because I acknowledge the four elements in my um, altar all the time and then I just made that like a conscious thing that I that I would do when I started doing that, it's sh- it sort of shifted everything. So I just wanted to bring that here because I think it's pe- people are like wondering like why would I do this, you know? Because mm-hmm. I, I asked myself that like like why would I do that? If somebody asked you, okay, why would I do that? What would your answer be? Yeah, good question. I love the way you put it. For me, why I do it. Number one is honoring of respect of being a part of the earth, which I think a lot of us have forgotten because we get very busy and especially in the Western world, we're very much in our head like in the brain space, everything has to be logical and rationalized and we're not grounded and connected to the earth that ultimately supports us. Like for example, we talk about the four elements. Without the earth, we would have no food. Without water, we would die. Without fire, we couldn't cook our food, we couldn't heat our homes and without air, we couldn't breathe. So, you know, by not acknowledging these things, like you mentioned, it can get us, make us feel off-center. And the reverse of that is, by acknowledging that not only are we respecting and honoring, honoring that role of that particular either element or animal or direction in our life, but the next element to that is being able to bring in that support. So it's not just the thing itself. In the shamanic view, everything is sacred and everything is energy. So we're not just talking about um, like earth, like dirt or soil. There are spiritual and energetic elements that the soil or earth also does for us meaning it gives us support in this sense. For water, for example, is another great one. Okay, water is something we drink, but water also has consciousness. What can we learn from water, right? From water, for example, how can we be, go in the flow? Like a river can go around a huge boulder and not be obstructed in any way. So if I'm looking at water, how can I in my life be more like that? 
learn to not worry about the boulders and go with the flow. Um, also those who know um, Dr. I think his name is Amato's work with water consciousness, water absorbs consciousness. So if you take two glasses of water, you, you say bad things to one cup and you say good things to another cup and you look at the water molecule under a microscope, they actually have different like formats, they look different. Like the molecules and the atoms structures are different. Yeah, exactly. It's completely changed from the energy of even positive, negative words or emotions, mm-hmm. things like that. So that's what I mean by we're not just, and it's okay at the beginning. Like I know even when I first call in the directions, it feels a bit more mechanical, you know, it's okay because deep down in your subconscious, you remember like your, our ancestors have done this. We're part of the earth. The earth is so old. So even if you consciously don't know why you're doing it, deep down you do. And so it's okay if you feel a bit mechanical at the beginning and over time, you'll come to understand and learn a deep relationship with everything within the medicine wheel. And yeah, whether it's the directions, um, the elements or the animals, build a relationship with them and then they help you. There's medicine in these things. So for example, you know, one of the animals we work with in the South direction is the snake. So the snake has been very much maligned and filled with all types of things because of cultural programming. But if you understand the symbolic nature of the serpent and the snake as far back as, you know, four or five, 10,000 years ago, the snake was actually revered as a great healer, a very ancient symbol. So what can we learn from the snake? You know, very easily you can see it sheds its skin and it renews itself. So how can me as a human, me as Alice, look to the snake and learn from that animal? How can I shed things that don't serve me anymore? How can I shed my beliefs that limit me, my pain, my fears, and just let that go like a snake sheds its skin. So these are the deeper ways we can learn to interact with all of the elements of the medicine wheel on a personal level. Hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's so good. And I would just add too, because I had my own kind of run in with um, suicide and I was in British Columbia. And one of the things that my psychotherapist did was he made me go forest bathing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know what that was. I was like, you want me to get naked? And he was like, (laughs) no. (laughs) And then he really described what he noticed was my lack of awareness. And so my job was to go on the same path in this like forest and find something I didn't see before. I had to find something new for like 60 days. Love it. And I was like, I can't do that. And he's like, yeah, you can. And I was so amazed that I wouldn't see massive trees, bushes, like, you know, 30 days later, this bush appeared that's like clearly 20 years old, like no way. But my, I just didn't, I just didn't find awareness in things. And I really learned the skill of like, just being with nature. And as you said, like, I remember, because it's BC, right? I would Mm -hmm. look at these mountains and be like, what you have gone through like the size and the grandeur and and also the fact that you can see like one side of it that has more sun looks a certain way one side that gets more snow has a certain way and it's affected the way that the mountain is right but like what does that mountain provide for me what can I give it and then I started learning about symbiotic relationship that we have I mean you kind of know it but it's another thing to get on that frequency of that flow of that constant energy of change that's happening in nature yes and as I was telling people like my purpose kind of came to me in this big way but I didn't know exactly what it was what's interesting is when I was in nature I noticed things in nature just know what they what they are and they just do it 
Exactly. Like a bird is not like, oh my God, I'm like, I want to be a squirrel. Why am I a bird yeah. today? Right? Exactly. The or bird like, is just the birdest bird it can be. It doesn't question yes. itself. It just, yes. it just does it. It's not like, exactly. oh, what, what is bird B going to think of me? Or what is that seagull going to yeah. think of me? It just does its thing. And I was like, yeah. why are humans not like that? Like, you know, what can I take from this? So it's not like a judgy thing. It's more like yeah. a, nothing in nature questions itself it knows why it's there and it just does its thing to the best of its ability doesn't it doesn't half-ass you know I shouldn't do all this like you know I uh squirrel isn't questioning how many nuts it's gathering you know it it just does it and it does it without judgment and I was like what can I take from that and it's like listening to that deep desire that sounds like a whisper right and it's a very soft voice and it's so funny I'm reading a course in miracles right now Mm -hmm. and it's talking about how that true voice of your true self is always quieter because it's the voice of peace Mm -hmm. and you said at the end of Monday's episode how peace is kind of like your gauge for success in any scenario and I just want to tell people like there's there there is work that has to be done to be able to hear that voice louder than others but you can hear it Mm mm-hmm and I'm just here to, to dispel the myth, and I'm sure you would agree with me, that you can hear it, right? And we're all on a different path, so I get that you, it, it, may, it may not be time to listen to it, but I wish I heard that. Yeah. No, I, I wish someone that. told me that, you know what? You do have voices, and you're not crazy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You're probably the most sane you've ever been. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And well, the, the thing is, the difficulty with understanding the difference between that voice and your voice is that because the voice of the divine sounds awfully lot, a lot like your own voice, mm. like literally like in your ear. So then sometimes you think, well, am I thinking that or is a, another divine source telling me? And like you said, it takes some time to differentiate the two. And I would also add, you know, because obviously I work in the spiritual arts that it can come differently for different people. Right. So I'm highly visual, like in my third eye. So I see a lot of visions. I also hear a lot of things specifically in my right ear is when if, you know, I feel like it's the divine voice, it, but it sounds like my voice talking, but it usually comes on this side, you know, but for other people, it might be, you might just get a feeling like maybe in your gut or you just kind of like, you kind of want to move your body towards something, you know, you might smell something, you know, you might yeah touch something and get an idea. So it doesn't always have to be like, audible in a way because everybody like that's the thing with working with the shamanic arts and the spiritual world is it's not scientific in a way and it's very different for each person but through that process like you said to learn how to uncover that however it comes to you um however that voice quote-unquote comes to you because it could just be a gut feeling could be tingles like you know your uh, your hair starts standing up on your arm that could be so to understand how how it comes to you and to recognize it and then eventually take action because you'll know you know the source of it a hundred percent and I love that you you brought that up because a conversation that we had a lot in the beginning of this podcast was fear versus intuition how -hmm. do you know the like difference and that's such a that's such a million dollar question people are like looking for the answer like how do I know and um, I I remember my coach told me that he asked his mentor who's both of ours uh, Bob Proctor and he was saying he said one word answer and everyone's like oh shit and he said experience experience is how you know so I think people are like looking for the sexy answer like oh I know because blah or like Alice told me it was this or Tracy said it was that and it's like you know what you're gonna have to just trial and error kind of like what you said Mm -hmm. before follow that that voice 
and then because for me it's a deep knowing but sometimes the like like fear comes through as a dear as a deep knowing for me to not go somewhere because something you know happened you know yes and so I didn't know that at the time and I was like oh my god well thank god I didn't go you know but it felt like intuition but it was actually also fear so it's like how do you know you just know because you have enough experience and so I didn't make that clear enough in one of my episodes where we talked about that and I want to really clear that up that Mm -hmm. I was very unconscious competency you know I didn't really know what I was doing Um, and I was trying to explain what I did know and now I'm like it's experience right? Then you get to really, and that's where the like learning and growth comes from. It comes from that putting yourself through that experience of being like, okay, now I know for me, this is my gauge. And the benefit of that is that no one can tell you. Exactly. Exactly. It's your, it's very, it's highly personal. And that's what makes it difficult too. Like you said, people always want the cookie cutter shortcut answer, one size fits all. And with this type of work, the true work, the true spiritual work, uh, there is none. And that's, yeah, I literally, when I teach my students, I'm spending most of my time just deprogramming them to be, you know, because in the school system, it's always like, you got to follow a certain set of things. And I'm t- always telling them, no, well, how do you feel about it? Try it out. You know, what should I do? Should I do this or that? I don't know. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Figure it like you yeah. said, experience it for yourself, see how it feels. And like you said, eventually you'll, you'll, you'll almost make your own case study because you know, okay, when I did this, this didn't work out. But when I did that, that kind of felt right. So over time, when you repeat that, you'll know, okay, for me, when this happens, it means, you know, why X. Yeah. And going back to like the whole school system, something that I realized is like, you know, making a mistake was like the worst thing in the yes. world, right? Like you got punished, you, you, you got punished for making a mistake, yeah. but instead of like making a mistake being like, and this goes back into the whole trial and like air with your purpose thing. People don't want to make a mistake. They're like, I do not want to make a mistake, especially with something as big as this. And it's like, yeah. actually making a, a mistake is a great thing. Right. And like you said, you, my chiropractic education is not for nothing. (laughs) I mean, what a great way to learn about the healthcare system, you know, like that's invaluable. So the fact that, right. Like you have knowledge about the body that most normal people don't have no No. idea about. No, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I became a strength coach. I like learn how to train myself. I learned how to do all these things. That's invaluable. It's not going anywhere. It's not just information that I like read and then regurgitated right exactly. some of it was but most yeah. of it is like I had this awareness of how the body functions that's an awareness it's not going to go anywhere you know yeah. that's mine for life so um I would tell people it's absolutely not a waste and I I, I kind of love how we brought this full circle back to our other conversation because that's why the four elements and the four directions are so integral for me and I know for you is it really at the end of the day brings you back to yourself because I believe that we're all nature at the end of the day exactly so the more we can tune into that frequency we start to hear that voice right then it's like okay we can communicate with that frequency and that energy that voice becomes louder and louder and then ultimately you can be guided to your path so if you're hearing us talk and you're feeling something like oh for you know for directions that's interesting and that's resonating with you and you're hearing that louder or medicine wheel there's a reason why you're hearing it I'm saying it at the same volume but if you're hearing it in that way or anything I said forest bathing whatever word you're like that's interesting follow that because it's speaking to you right now (laughs) exactly I always tell people I'm like follow your nose you know follow and the reason too is because these types of concepts are not new they're very old very they're like old. deeply embedded into our dna into our memories into our you know ancestral memories and so that's why when we hear something or something clicks it's because you're remembering 
you're remembering something very ancient and very old and that you've done it before, you know it, um, and it's just calling you to reclaim that relationship once again. Yeah, and again, like you said, so that we understand that when we're part of nature, like nothing can take that away from you. And that even when things seem chaotic, if you can come back to that, whatever practices you have or beliefs you have, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it will totally give you that sense of belonging that you're not, we're not alone. We're part of this very miraculous, intricate ecosystem and we're each very important piece of it. Yeah, too, I you know. love that. And I just want to add one more thing here and then we'll wrap up. Um, I was reading this, this, this book by Stella Adler um, I read a lot of books and I connect things and she um, she wrote in this book it's called the art of acting she wrote that nature has size and that size requires our attention and when we demean nature we actually demean life at the same time and the, the reason why that quote sticks out is for so much of what you said right we wonder why we're so disconnected and why we don't know our purpose and why there's purpose anxiety but then you also look at how disconnected we are from the things that are us so I wanted to bring this all back how I believe these are all connected and I'm willing to be wrong about it because it's worked so so well for me and obviously I attracted you we attracted each other Mm. Um, and so I just want to share our separate stories just because for me, this is not something that, tra- you know, traditional healthcare would talk about as even affecting things. It'd be like very separate. It'd be like very siloed, but I'm yes. like, we're not siloed people. Like we're, we're this like, you know, body, mind, spirit, whatever you want to call it. We're this whole, again, as I go back to what I was saying before, we're this whole entity and this, and this whole person. So I just wanted to really talk about this alternative way of looking at things. Cause it's really, really important. And I just wanted to thank you for being here and sharing this um, extra space with me. And I hope this episode is really helpful for our listeners. So thank you again for being here and thank you everybody. Thank you.